Christmas this year. It is my prayer, it is my desire and, and, and my request of God that his word is what we receive into our hearts. Christmas, sadly, has been so far removed from its original and its real meaning. It has become horribly commercialized. And in that commercialization of Christmas, the true message, the message from God, the message of love, and the message of life is so easily lost. But I'm so thankful that I'm part of a church family that believes in the true message of the gospel and the true meaning of Christmas. And it's my prayer that as you enjoy this Christmas season, and by the way, please call it Christmas season and not holiday season or vacation season. Don't go around wishing each other happy vacation. Come on, be bold. Let's say Merry Christmas. You take Christ out of Christmas and you have nothing left. It's empty. And that's why in this church we, we're so committed to speaking about Christ because he is the only answer to this dying and sinful world. And we want to talk just for about 10 minutes this morning about God's gift of eternal life. That is what Christmas is all about. Today we give gifts to one another. 2,000 years ago, God gave the greatest of gifts. And it was all wrapped up in this baby that we know as Jesus who was born in a manger. And that gift that God gave to us was not just a good person, somebody for us to hold up as an example and think that's how we should all live. Now, my friends, because, because we can't. Jesus was a perfect man. We are not. We are imperfect, and the reason we're imperfect is very, very simple. It's not to do with how well we have been raised by our parents. It has nothing to do with the culture that we have been born in. It has nothing to do with our education. It has to do with one very simple truth, which is this. Every single person is born with a sinful nature. And it is that sinful nature that separates us from God. And the gift that God gave to humanity, the gift of Jesus Christ, was a gift that could only bring us back to God. There was no other way that man and God could be joined as one together. Now, we may say, well, why is that so important? I am going along in my life, and I have somewhere to live. I have beautiful children all around me. I have people that love me. I have money. I have food. Why do I need Jesus? I, I never hurt anybody. 
I'm never cruel to people. I don't cheat. I don't steal. I certainly don't rape and kill. So why do I need God? My friends, when we ask that question, it is the evidence, it is the proof that we have never yet experienced the life that God wants to give us. You see, we become so engaged with this natural world. And unless Jesus has come to live in our hearts, that's understandable. That's all we know. That's all that we can identify with. And, and yes, as long as we're happy, as long as we have peace, as long as we have health, we have family, we have money to buy food, as long as we have all these things, sure, the life that we know, this natural life, we think is great. But my friends, that's not the gift that that God gave to us 2,000 years ago at the first Christmas because God desires for you and I to know him personally and to experience his life here on earth. Now, we're not just talking about getting a ticket to go to heaven. That's not what the message of Christmas is about. It's it's not about scraping through in this life so that in the next life we can be with God in heaven. If you love the Lord Jesus Christ, then yes, you will spend eternity with him. And guess what? Whether you like it or not, I'm going to be there as well. I hope that doesn't put you off. Oh man, I'm looking forward to that. But I tell you what, I don't have to wait until I get to heaven to experience eternal life because the Bible says God wants me to have that right now. The Bible says this in John chapter 3, verse 16, for God so loved us. I don't know if you realize this, that God loves you. Do you realize that? God loves you. You know, a lot of people don't love themselves anymore. They actually hate themselves. They wish they were some other way. God loves you. God loves you with a perfect love. That love is not to try and get something for himself. That love is completely Totally, 100% for you. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, his one and only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever trusts in him to be saved from their sin, will not perish, but will have everlasting life. Three points very simply this morning talking about this gift of eternal life. The first one is this. It is a gift of love. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and died for our sins, for us sinners. Now, most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. 
Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us while we were yet sinners. You find those verses in the Bible in Romans chapter 5. This is the expression of God's love. The gift that God gave to this earth, to you and to I, is an expression of his perfect love. That love that God has for us has no conditions at all. God does not say, I will love you if you live a certain way. If your life comes up to a certain standard. My friends, if someone says to you, I will love you if, and then gives you things that you need to do, you need to know this. It's just very simple. They don't love you. True love never gives conditions. And God looked upon us. He saw the the state of our heart. He saw that it was corrupt. He saw that we were hopeless. He saw that we were lost as sinners. He saw that there was nothing good within us. Nothing at all. He saw the sinful state of our heart. And what did he do? He loved us. And he gave his only son for us. You see, we sometimes look at that nativity scene. Joseph, Mary in a stable. And this baby Jesus born in in a, a manger a place where animals would feed. And, and we, might, we might take pity on Joseph and Mary that they had nowhere better to have their baby. They didn't have a home at that time in the place where Jesus was born. They were traveling. They didn't have a hospital, a nice birthing clinic to go to. And we, we may take pity on them. But my friends, let's not dis- get distracted There's no need for us to feel pitiful towards this scene. We need to feel grateful that God demonstrated his love in such a way that even though you and I deserve nothing from God, he gave us everything. Why? Because he wanted to win our favor. Because he wanted to gain our attention? No, because he loved us. And there is nothing that we can do that can stop God from loving us. So don't try to. And there is nothing that we can do that can make God love us anymore. So don't try to. God loves you with a full and a perfect love as you are. 
How you are does not determine if and how much God loves you. God determines how much he loves you. And he is perfect. And out of that perfect nature, he loves us with a perfect love. And this gift that he gave to us of Jesus Christ was a gift of love. It is a gift, if we will accept it, that affects our whole life. You know, some people think that becoming a Christian just affects what they do on a Sunday morning. It means they can't have a lie-in anymore because they have to go along to a church service. And some people think it means they can't have fun anymore. But it all depends what your interpretation of fun is. I think there is nothing that's more fun than having a relationship with God. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. There is never a dull moment. And then when God starts to work his miracles in and through our lives, my, this world doesn't know what fun is. But you know what? Becoming a Christian is not just about coming to a service on a Sunday. It's not just about things that we cannot do anymore and things that we should do now. Oh, the devil loves us to think that way. And the devil is a liar. And he likes to deceive people. My friends, when we receive this gift of salvation that God gives to us, that he offers to us, which is receiving Jesus Christ as our Savior and our Lord, it affects the whole of our life. And you might say, well, you mean I have to give up everything for Jesus? Right first time. Everything. But you don't give it up. It's not like you pay a price. What the Bible encourages us and teaches us to do is that we give God all there is of us, our whole life. And this is what the Bible says. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that means grafted in or joined to him by faith, when he is our savior, that person is a new creature or a new creation, reborn, renewed by the Holy Spirit. Listen, the old things the previous moral and spiritual condition, our old sinful nature, has gone. It's passed away. It's dead. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Oh, my friends, receiving this gift from God, it's not about religion. It's about eternal life. It's not about fulfilling certain duties and becoming traditionally religious in the way we live. It's about knowing Jesus as the one who saves us and delivers us from our sinful nature. You see, when he died, when Jesus died, he took all our sin. When he was nailed on that cross 2,000 years ago, Jesus died and he was punished instead of us. 
When we believe in him and we receive him as our savior, his spirit comes to live within us. And the whole of our life is transformed. Everything. Why? Because we are a new creation. Now, when I was young, I was, I was given the impression that being a Christian was all about trying to live a good life, trying to be better, trying to improve myself. I, I was a young lad, and I wasn't so good at improving the way I lived. I wasn't so good at behaving myself. But I, I, I grew up, and as I grew up, I learned that that's not what being a Christian is all about. So you say, so I can be a Christian and live however I want? No, I didn't say that. The Bible doesn't say that. My friends, when Christ comes to live in your heart by his Spirit, the greatest desire that you have is to live for him, to follow him, to do his will, to please him. It's not about following religious duties It's about having a heart that just loves God so much because he has saved us and given us his life. Our last point this morning as we close, this gift that God has given to us is a gift that must not be rejected. Acts chapter 4 verse 12, another verse from our Bible says this, and there is salvation in no one else. For there is no other name anywhere under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved. For God has provided the world no alternative for salvation. We live in a crazy world. And in our crazy world, people are trying to invent and make up other ways of getting back to God. Man-made ways of dealing with their sin. And it's an empty pursuit. It's a worthless pursuit. And it only ever leads us to dissatisfaction, disappointment, and away from God. My friends, when we try to exalt ourselves above God, we will never find him. When we turn our back on what God says, we will never live in the good of his word. And God has said, God has said, not another man, not some man-made God, but the almighty created God of heaven and earth and you and I has said, there is salvation in no other. No other. We may have our bright ideas, so-called. We may follow the traditions of other so-called religions. But my friends, all of those will only ever lead to staying separated from God. And when we reject God's gift of salvation, the Bible says there is no other way. Jesus said, I am the way, the only way. Back to the Father. We can only come back to God through Him. My friends, it is our prayer that each one of us experiences this year a Christ-filled 
Christmas. That means that we know him as our Savior and our Lord. And we pray that you may know the gift of eternal life, which is God dwelling in your heart. He is as real as that. He is not a figment of imagination. Christians are not just people with wild, (laughs) vivid imaginations, my friends. Christians are those who have surrendered their worthless, empty human life in exchange for the gift of eternal life that God has given to us through Jesus Christ, His Son. Let us pray.